Hello and welcome to episode 23 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define their brand and achieve their version of success. Today, I am joined by the brilliant Emily Button-Linham, a business and life coach that propels ambitious women to ditch the nine to five and become self-employed. Thank you so much for joining me today, Emily. Thank you for having me, Tammy. Amazing. So today, listeners, we are going to be talking about embracing your version of success. Uh, This is something I'm very excited to talk with Emily about. We had a brief call a few weeks ago, didn't we? And it was just felt like the perfect time to be releasing this kind of episode with 2021 on the horizon. So we understand that success can look wildly different to everyone. And I'd really love to start this episode by us maybe defining what success looks like within our businesses and how we kind of embrace our own version. So Emily, how do you define success within your business? So I think success is really interesting and I think it definitely has evolved for me over time. I think in terms of when I'm looking at what it means for my business, um, the reason why I set up the business was so I could only work on things that I love and that I'm passionate about, um, work with amazing women um, and work on uplifting women and propelling them. Um, And then also working flexibly um, around my son. So I've got a one-year-old son. So it was really important for me to build a business that would allow me to um, work when I wanted and and where I wanted. Um, And I think also most importantly, um, success to me is about um, having the ability to grow and to prosper without any kind of glass ceiling, without any restrictions, and really to build something that can be bigger than than who I am um, and that can really make a difference to the world and also help support me and my family. I think that that's such a big answer as well but absolutely I think that particularly for me there is a certain level of financial drive that I do put as a success marker but it's not about the amount which is yeah. something that I found that was driving me when I was in the corporate world was yes what's my next pay rise what's my next pay bracket? How do I move up to the next level, which was always rewarded by a pay band. Whereas now, for me, um, I think it's more consistency. It's having that financial freedom, doing something that I love so that my life and my lifestyle that I want to live is not restricted by either work commitments like the nine to five and the commute or Mm -hmm. my financial boundaries, because that's something that I have experienced throughout my entire adult life. And when it comes to how to do that, my measure of of success is more, how can I impact other people? How can I make a positive impact on someone through the work that I am choosing to do? And how do I feel about the work that I'm doing? Because I feel like particularly corporate, Um, I found that it was really hard to see a future that I enjoyed doing the work that actually leveled with the pay. Yeah, you can relate to that. (laughs) Whereas with businesses, like we get to create the work that we want to do and we can work with the people that we want to work with and earn the money that we want to earn and enjoy all of it, which I feel like there's less compromise. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make a really good point. I think it's also about looking at money as an enabler. And I think when you're working in um, the corporate environment, so I spent nine years working in financial services, the money almost becomes like the drive of why you're doing what you're doing and, and, and also makes up for the kind of unhappiness that you feel. And I didn't feel unhappy the whole time, but I did overall, I I did feel unhappy. And that was one of the drivers of leaving. But I think now it's about looking at, so not striving for money for money's sake, it's looking at money in the sense of, okay, so what does that enable me to do? So why do I want to earn that money? Well, it's about, okay, earning a certain amount of money so I don't have to work five days a week. And looking at it as an enabler, as opposed to that's the key drive, I think is really important. And there's a lot of stuff as well in the kind of coaching world and in the media where, you know, people are striving for money for money's sake. And and there's been some, you know, drama around a lot of that stuff. But I think being clear on what that money enables um, and utilising it in that way, I think is really important because I think if you have money as the sole goal, you're never going to be happy because money is just an object. Um, It's it's the what it enables that I think is really important. And, And that's, I think, what you need to have that's the focus that you need to have. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And it's something that I found as a massive sticking point for a long time. And I think it has been cultivated by this feeling that, you know, if you want to progress in a standard nine to five job, it is focused on the money and it's perpetuated by the money because the money is the reward. If you do well, you'll get a bonus. If you do, if you stay here long enough, you'll get a cash bonus and you'll get some extra holiday. If you want to progress and become a manager in a skill set that you don't necessarily have, leave behind all the skills that you have and, hey, we'll give you a 3% increase. Like everything is revolving around that finances. And like you said, for me, the biggest shift came from not wanting money to have money, but wanting money to be able to like, what would that then allow my business to do? Like, how could that money flow back into my business? And how could I then grow and invest more so that the business can do more, which would actually facilitate the flow, even more of the money coming through. So instead of it just being like pulled in your bank account and sat there not doing anything, and you just feel bitter around it, because you know, well, why should I do that when so-and-so's paid X amount more than me? Yeah. yeah. Which is something that I know that I said repeatedly and I hear a lot from yeah. friends and ex-colleagues who are in the corporate world. Whereas now it's more, okay, so if this money flows into me, how many other businesses can I work with and support and help facilitate from their success through the fact that it's like sharing it out? Yeah. Um, and what does that mean for my life? Does that mean then that I can cut down and work three hours a day, five days a week? Does that mean then that I can cut back and hire a VA that will support and take that huge chunk of work away from me that I don't enjoy? So I'm enjoying my work more. It's like what that money as a tool then facilitates you to do. Yeah. And money as an energy exchange is also really interesting. And I do really believe in the whole money mindset and, you know, focusing on having an abundant money mindset as opposed to scarcity. And I look back on, you know, when I was much more 
worried about money like earlier on in my corporate career like you just became obsessed with it and it just you always felt like you never had enough and I think changing the mindset on money and thinking abundantly and and like you were saying it's, it's using money as a tool to then support you in terms of your goals and that vision of success to only focus on the things that you love um and and that's the opportunity we have as business owners right in terms of you know we are in control of all of those decisions and I think that's really empowering and and that's one of the loves that I have about being a business owner yeah absolutely agree with that and I would say to any listeners who are out there that may be rolling their eyes because money mindset for me was something that it took me years to kind of even comprehend what people were trying to say to me and the whole abundance versus scarcity it's something that I still find myself working through now being completely honest because it's just especially this year Like my first year of self-employment was the first year of the pandemic and however that's going to go forward. Yeah. But I've also learned that using money and viewing money as a tool when I'm in a good headspace can really, really help. Yeah. If I'm in a bad headspace, it's amazing the power that we give to that money. Um, yeah. So it's just trying to readdress that balance. And I'm not going to say that, you know, oh, if you don't worry about it, everything will be fine. Like, yeah, it's just viewing it. It's reframing. It's viewing it in a different way. If you view money as a tool and nothing else, you can't get mad at not having a tool. Yeah. And I think you're right in terms of, um, you know, money as a reward in the corporate world. I think there's a lot of conditioning, like reconditioning that you have to do to yourself to actually break down a lot of those things. Because, you know, if we constantly see value coming through the money that we get as a business owner, then we're not always going to be satisfied. Because if I think about things that I do as a business owner, well, not all of those are generating income, you know, writing on a blog, you know, there's not a clear cause and effect of income. And you've got to almost break that down and release that from the value that you see as yourself and the value that you see of the work that you're doing in the world. Because otherwise, it it can be quite tricky, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I completely, completely agree with that. And I feel that... um when it does come down to wanting to earn more, like setting financial goals is fantastic. But I saw a talk from Chloe Slade in December last year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that really, really stuck with me from her when it came to setting goals, which we'll come on to in a minute, was setting a financial goal is fine, but you're not actually in control of that. You're not in control of the money that's coming into you when you're self-employed like you are when you're in a corporate world you know how much money you've got coming in you know how much money you've got going out like it's easy maths yeah when you're in a small business world if you fundamentally base all of your success on that financial income you're basing your success on a parameter that you can't control yes and especially in a world like today where who knows whether how long lockdown's going to last and who knows what the economic impacts are going to be and the recession and stuff like that like like you say we have no control over that yeah absolutely so instead she said setting actionable goals so instead of saying i want to earn x amount of money this month or i want to get this many clients this month it's like i'm going to show up every day in this way or Mm. I'm going to take this action every day that's going to move me closer to it with the expected outcome to be a financial increase. And I found that that really stuck with me. Um, 
because from there on I was like looking at my to-do list it's like how many of these things are going to have an actionable impact on where I want to go yeah I love that and I think it's definitely baby steps forward with all of this stuff and so much of the stuff if you think about engagement and showing up on social media well to your point there's no real monetary like right if I do this then I'm going to get this money it's not like that and I think that was one of my struggles at the early stage of being self-employed of you need to have that self-determination and that motivation and that consistency to keep on showing up, even if you're not getting the results. And it's almost like in terms of, instead of external um, validation, you need to find that internally. And that could be quite difficult because like you said, in the corporate world, it's the money, it's the bonuses and stuff like that. You have a lot of people around you, you have teams around you. um, But actually when you're self-employed, it tends to be just you. Um, So how do you get that internal validation? And that's definitely a journey that I'm still at at the moment because you have highs where you feel quite confident with what you're doing. And then, you know, you go through lows of like, oh God, why am I doing? And then comparing and all stuff like that. But it's definitely, I think it's an ongoing journey. Actually, I speak to, you know, really seasoned business owners that have been doing it for, you know, five, 10 years and they still go through that cycle, which I think is, is good to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is always, that's why I love having these conversations, because it can feel like a very, um, a very lonely place when you're sat there and you're worried about something that other people, and literally, like everything that you've said there, and everything that we've talked about with the corporate, I never quite made the connection that the expectation in corporate is a complete opposite. It's completely different for business owners, because in corporate, you show up every day because you know you're getting paid. Yes. Whereas in the small business world, you show up every day in the good faith and trust that it's going to materialize and and convert into finances. And I'm not saying like showing up every day is the way to make money because I know people who have zero online presence and make, you know, huge amounts of money, you know, relatively speaking. And it's just kind of, it's having that faith in yourself. And like you said, it's having those internal um, kind of, that internal sense of achievement and depending on the type of person that you are, I am very much reward and recognition driven. And that's something that I've struggled with since being out of the corporate world, because I have to pat my own, I have to pat myself on the back. If I've done a good job, I can't rely on someone else to tell me that. Yeah. And that's been tough from corporate to, um, business mindset but when it comes to I mean we've talked a lot about money because I think that finances is a good marker and a common marker of success Mm -hmm. but when it comes to kind of setting milestones and setting smaller goals are there ways that you kind of look at everyday successes in your business that you would like to share? Yeah so I think for me one of the things that I have found really useful is on getting clear on what I call my life vision. So where do you want your life to go? What do you want your life to be looking at in kind of 10, 15, 20 years time? And I find for me, having that big picture view of not just what I want to have achieved, but how I want to be living my life, how I want to be feeling, that then is almost like my North Star And I have that almost as a guide. So everything that I'm doing now, you know, all of my monthly goals and as I'm writing my kind of weekly and daily to-do list, I try and I'm not always, you know, the best at this, but I try and make sure that that is aligning to those overall um, 
goals of how I want to be living my life. So it's almost like looking at it, you know, how I look at it is the overall life vision, like where do I want to be long term? Um, how do I then break that down almost into kind of yearly goals and then breaking it down into kind of a monthly goal perspective with the insight of where I want to be? And, and I think focusing on the feelings and how you want to be living your life and, and also being really true to what that means to you, because I think um, there's so much conditioning out there in terms of success. And I think, you know, this is a great conversation for us to be having because I think the societal view of success is very male driven. Um, And, you know, I think there's a huge hangover from the industrial revolution of bums on seats, nine to five mentality. You work your way up the chain, you know, you work up the corporate ladder, you go up and up and up. And I think actually for us to take a step back and actually be like, well, do we want that? And, you know, it sounds like we have a similar path in terms of, you know, being in that corporate ladder and deciding actually this is not for us. This doesn't align with our values. This doesn't align with what we believe in. And taking that stand to actually say that is quite brave and then to really use you know I've really used um my business as a way to really look at my life and be like well how do I want to be living my life what do I want that to look like and therefore what are the goals that I can set for myself now that get me closer to where I want to be and I think where you want to be is never a static thing and I think that's why constantly checking in on that and the evolution I think is really important um but yeah that's some of the ways that I kind of look at it really really. I love that. I love the way that you break down your goals. And I absolutely agree. And one of the things that you touched on there is so, so key with it all is that you link it with your feelings. Like everything we do in business, when we're doing our marketing, we should be connecting with those feelings. When we're (laughs) like choosing the offers that we want to do, we're connecting with the feelings and the pain points that our, our potential customers and our potential clients are experiencing. And then translating that through to your life. It's like, how do you want to feel? How do you want your life to feel? And that is such a break from the way I thought of ever planning my life. Because my life was yeah. like, where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? What do you want to be earning? Yeah. Whereas now it's like, how do I want to feel? How do I want my days to feel? What do I want my life to look like? Yeah. And like my goals, and again, it's using the way that we're talking about using money to facilitate a better level of business you use your business to facilitate a better level of life that you're looking at. And I really, really love that kind of revelation. And I hope that some of that is like, I hope that there are minds being blown wherever this is being played. Because for me, that was really key. It wasn't about what do I have to achieve in life? What's my next checklist? But what is the end goal? How do I want my business? How do I want my life to feel? And how does my business then facilitate that? And I, my goals are completely dis, like completely unrelated to my business. I want to have a farm. I want to have goats and chickens and bees. And I want to have that really lovely, like back to like earth connected lifestyle with a bunch of businesses. But it's how, how can my business start moving me in that direction? And it's like, well, maybe I'm going to work with people who align with the same kind of values so that I know when I'm in that place, I'm still working with people that almost feel connected on that same level as me. 
Yeah, and I absolutely love that. And that's something that I work through with my clients quite a lot in terms of your business should support the life that you want to be living, not the other way around. And again, going back to the corporate world, your work was your everything. And then your life kind of fitted around that because you were tired and you were burnt out and you were stressed. Whereas now, actually, it's so empowering to look at that in terms of, okay, so what's the life I want to live? How do I make my business set up in the way that can sustain that and and can help support that as well in terms of you know for me so um I have um as I said a young son so actually I don't want to be working all hours and I can't work all hours so how do I set up a business that allows me to earn the money that I want to earn but also work you know a couple of days a week Mm. um and I think being really clear on that and actually being really clear on what's important to you and why it's important to you I think helps breed happiness and I think I've never been as excited for work as I have um with my business and I think you know I love that and and I never thought that that was the way and I think when you're in that mindset of in a role and in an organization that doesn't align with your values and doesn't support you and, and you've got that kind of you know, itch that is like something's not right and, and something's not aligning, that actually you can't imagine things being in a different way. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, if women are looking to um, do something different and to become self-employed to help support them through that. Because I think, you know, as your own business, you can make up the rules. No one's deciding that for you. And that's how I think you get that real alignment with what's important to you. And I think that's why so many women, um, and I think there's some statistics related to more women than ever are becoming self-employed because I don't think the working world supports women especially when you think about women that are looking on having kids and wanting to work in a different way the working world is not set up for that and I think it needs to get in line because I think you know organizations are losing so much talent along the way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And one thing that I do just want to clarify, if anyone is listening to this episode and they're running their business alongside a full-time job and you're still on the fence as to which you want to do, we're not saying that you cannot have your version of success if you're in a corporate role at all. I think that it's just, it's almost like there is more reframing that I think needs to happen to break away from that feeling that it is financially driven because I know that I felt, I would always gauge my next step based on the money that was associated with that job, that role, whatever it was. Whereas as business owners, I feel like we can take an awful lot of control back. And like you've said, we can choose the hours that we want to work because that's not available in the corporate world. We can choose the people that we work with because that isn't a choice in the corporate world. And we can earn the money that we want to earn because, again, that's not something that we're in control of when we're in the corporate environment. So if you are sat there thinking, yeah, but I'm full time and everything that you're saying doesn't relate to me try and consider how you can make it relate to you. So how do you want your life to look? How do you want your life to feel? And then potentially setting up a business could be the way to facilitate that, or maybe just have a look at where you are now and how you're feeling and where the different, how big that difference is. Because I know for me, when I was in the corporate world, I wasn't aware that there was another way. And it's only been through time and experience and engaging with other people like yourself, Emily, where it's, opening my mind up to go oh why have I never considered that before why was that never a thing that kind of occurred to me yeah but you only know what you know yeah you only know what you know you know (laughs) 
Yeah. And I think you're right. And I think there's definitely, you know, there's a huge amount of people that are happy working in organisations. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And and that's absolutely fine. And again, I, and I think what we're trying to reinforce here is aligning that to your vision and your values yeah. and what you want to do and, and being really clear on the boundaries and, and making whatever role you're in suit what you want to do um, rather than it being kind of instructed and, and you thinking that, well, there's only one way to do certain things. I think it's um, opening your mind up to actually there's multiple different ways to do things. And obviously, you know, like you were saying, Tammy, there's a bit more parameters and stuff within the corporate world, but it could definitely be done. And you see people doing it time and time again but it's just making that work for you yeah absolutely and I mean this episode is called embracing your version of your of success your version will be different to ours because your expectations your goals your priorities everything is going to be so unique to you so that I feel kind of moves us on very closely to something that I would love to talk about which is the common misconceptions and mistakes that I tend to see when it comes to goal setting now for me And I will address something that has been banded around for as long as I've been in business and seems to be getting worse at the moment is, hey, hit a six-figure business, hit a multiple six-figure business in 90 days with my course, you know, those kind of things. And I would love to know kind of your your view and your opinion on that kind of new, new wave of marketing that seems to be coming through where it's like, you need to be hitting 10k 20k months you need a multiple six-figure business yeah and I think like personally for me it's still and I really have to catch myself of being like drawn into that kind of stuff oh I absolutely get drawn into (laughs) some of the marketing stuff I'm like oh my god that sounds amazing yeah I'd love that I'd love that and I really need to um take a step back and be like well, actually, what are you trying to do? And and my dad always says this great phrase of, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And all of those yeah. things are like so completely related to that. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it's a funny world in terms of marketing. I think there's this real big focus. And again, it's the focus on money, the money's sake, without really thinking about, well, why would you want to have a six-figure business like what does that mean to you and I just think there is never a cookie cutter approach to all of this stuff like there isn't a cookie cutter approach to what success means like to you right it's all individual and I think you know the warning lights come on and I have to remind myself of this the whole time that can they really deliver that? And also, do I really want that? And that's the thing I need to remind myself. I earn a huge amount of money in the corporate world, but I still left that. And actually, that's not the driver of why I'm doing my business. And that's not the driver of where I want to be either. I think, you know, focusing on that money as enabler, but that doesn't mean, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands. That's not what I'm about anymore. And I think that was definitely a change in what success meant to me and how that has evolved over the last couple of years, definitely. And I think I'm at a stage in my life where it's more about quality of life. Like that's so important to me, the lifestyle and enjoying my life. Yeah, absolutely. And what you said about the cookie cutter thing is something that I, I fundamentally have issues with because like, your business is so unique to you. And a lot of the time, you know, where I focus on working with personal brands, you know, your business is you, you are your business. So trying to, it baffles me. And like you said, I've been drawn in by it before because it's like, oh my goodness, multiple six figures, that'd be amazing. How many zeros? Yeah. But at the same time, it's, 
yeah, but is this still going to be my business if I'm having to fundamentally change everything about the way that I do my business to match this other person's method? Mm -hmm. like is it then still my business am I still gonna how am I gonna feel in a year's time if this does or doesn't work is it still gonna feel like my business is it still aligned or am I gonna have to do this in a different way it just this is a weird comparison but this is why I use calendar blocking and color coding because it's like if I'm saying yes to this I'm actively saying no to something else yeah. So if I'm actively saying, yes, I'm going to follow your method of building a business to six figures, whether it does or doesn't work, I'm not disputing because I don't know. But what am I saying no to? Okay. So potentially I'm saying no to working three days a week because that's what I want to do because I'm going to have extra work to do to, to change my structure, my fundamental foundations of my business to fit this new method. And if you're not having to change your foundations, I'm going to question whether it's actually going to work because it sounds like it's just a bit of a paint job. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think there's still this preconception that I think probably our generation are fighting against of you cannot have it all. Like I really believe that you can't have that. Um, and, you know, if it's important for you to, you know, enjoy your life and, and live your life and have that balance, well, then I don't think you can be uh, having a million dollar business you know and some people can do that but I think everything is a trade-off and you know what I've seen is it's just about being really clear on what's important to you and focusing on those points because I don't think you can have you know the family life the you know hugely hugely profitable career and everything else and, and exercise and see friends and stuff like that because there's only so many hours in the day and I think really honing in on and focusing on what is important to you and what is your um, things that you want to focus on that actually you will not give up and then everything else kind of slots around that I think that's important but I don't think you can have all of those things. So I have a slightly different take which is that I believe that it is possible to have all of those things but I believe that we are fundamentally being molded to be impatient. So I think that you could potentially have all of those things. You could have the million dollar business. You can have the family. You can have the exercise. You can have everything. But you need to be realistic about your priorities and timescales. And I don't know if you'd be able to achieve them all in one go with balance. Yes. Like if you want to have that big business and a family and your health, you're kind of going to need to pick two out of the three to focus on to achieve yeah. and then work on building the next one in rather than being able to do everything at once. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, maybe, because there are people out there who appear to have that. But then again, that's the beautiful rose-tinted window of uh, social media isn't it because we never actually know what they're sacrificing in order to have everything that they have yeah absolutely and I think it's definitely a balancing act on the scales and it's you know you checking in on well actually how how are the scales balancing at the moment because there's only 24 hours in the day and you only have so much time and also more importantly so much energy to give all of this stuff yes absolutely oh my goodness the energy side of things particularly if you're a chronic procrastinator like the time is not really the factor it's the energy and yeah. the motivation and the dedication and it's funny because I was having a voice note conversation with my friend literally this morning before we recorded this episode where I was like my to-do list looks huge. It's two weeks until I want to be winding down for Christmas. I don't know how I'm going to get everything done. And she was like, but what is actually 
important on that to-do list to get done and when I actually had a look through it and it's like right let's split this out what's client work what's um like lead gen what's going to set my business up for a successful Mm -hmm. thing and what am I just using as gump like what is just there to fill my day and it was surprising how much I could strip out of that to-do list to give myself that breathing room but because my head has been filled with I need to achieve all of this in this set amount of time it was almost like it was clouding my overall goals for success and the overall direction I wanted to go in because I was just filling it up with gump yeah and I and I had exactly the same thought when we entered um this lockdown of being like oh my god I've got so much to do and actually I took some time out to put down like three to four goals of if I finish the year achieving these three to four goals that then aligns to my overall yearly goals and my overall life vision will I be happy yes and actually having that like stuck to my wall when I'm working to refer to was actually so helpful because I think you're right and I think particularly this year there's been a huge amount of noise and I think you're much more susceptible to what or I found that I'm much more susceptible to what other people are doing and being like oh I want to do that and I eventually want to launch a podcast (laughs) and I want to do this and all of this stuff and actually it's like you can only do so much so what are the key things that you want to focus on I mean mine stuff like writing a newsletter I've had that on my to-do list since like August and I've just put it off and put it off and put it off for no reason and it's like right you need to do this and you need to focus on it and then writing that down has actually meant that I've done it in a couple of weeks when actually that's something that's been on there that's just literally been put on the back burner the whole time (laughs) it's funny (laughs) self-sabotage oh absolutely (laughs) and I feel I feel the same so lockdown I I cannot I literally cannot understand or comprehend how different my business is now to how it was at the start of the year and my Mm -hmm. plans at the start of the year were so different to what's actually manifested but I feel like I'm much more aligned with where my business is now than it ever has been. Like, it almost feels like the goals that I'm hitting now and the way that where my business is now is what I was planning for three years time. Yeah. Like this is how I wanted my business to change, but because of circumstances and because of everything else that's happened through 2020, it's meant that I've accelerated everything, but it has also meant that I have had to be crystal clear when I make a decision to do something and I have to take that action. So I am one for writing down goals and setting markers and setting all of these achievement kind of related things. Because like I said, I, I, you know, I thrive on recognition and rewards. So I need to, mm-hmm. need to tick those goals off. But it does mean like, in July, I decided to do a newsletter. Sorry, in February, I decided to do a newsletter, an email newsletter. And it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and yeah. pushed back. Yeah. And then in July, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I wrote one and sent, I wrote, an, I wrote an email. I sent it out to everyone I had on my email list because I've been building my list for a while saying, my, new, my first newsletter is coming out this Friday. And then I was like, oh God, I've got to write a newsletter for this Friday. <laughs> so one thing that I would recommend if you find it hard or if it's fear that's stopping you from making steps towards your goals is um, accountability. Mm. I think that yeah. sharing it helps. <laughs> yeah, accountability is so important and surrounding yourself by people that are on similar journeys as you is also really important. Um, I know we're part of membership clubs and, and that kind of thing and the accountability you get through that um, is really, really useful. So yeah, and no, that's a great tip. Yeah, it's nothing quite like a bit of public accountability. It's like when I announced <laughs> that I was going to be launching the podcast 
and um <laughs> and that's how I was launching the podcast and I was like oh oh I'm actually doing this now that's exciting yeah. <laughs> um what do I do that cracking <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when it comes to um, tracking your success and tracking your achievements, do you have any advice on how you do that, um, like weekly or monthly? I know that you break your goals down, but how do you actually track how you're achieving them? So I tend to, at the start of the month, like set myself a little calendar reminder um, to write the goals for that month. And at that point, I normally check in on um, the goals that I had for the previous month. Um, and I try and make this a list of kind of like specific things in terms of like income targets, but also other things related to kind of like engagement and, you know, big things that I've got on my list that I know that will move my business forward in the direction that I want it to be doing. Um, so taking out the time kind of on the first of the month and spending an hour like writing out my goals and checking in on my life vision and amending everything makes me be really clear. And that's something that I tend to stick on my wall. And then as I'm looking at things from a weekly perspective, I normally keep a list of all of my to-do lists on my notes app. So I could just add to it as I go in. And then because I'm generally working like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are my kind of specific um, days where I've got childcare. Actually, I have to be really targeted with what I can do. Um, And obviously being a business owner, you end up working 24-7 anyway, Mm -hmm. but with a one-year-old, it's much more difficult. Um, So for me, it's being really targeted with the time that I've got and and time batching some of my stuff. So I'm not flitting between multiple different tasks because that's what I struggled with in the early stage of you know doing strategic stuff and then coaching and then engagement stuff and moving the business forward you know I found those different like almost like multiple different hats as a business owner that you have to wear was really difficult so actually time batching now really helps me to zone in and keep my focus Um, and that's kind of how I break stuff down yeah I love that I think time batching is incredibly important and it's something that I do my best to do but find sometimes that you're kind of swaying away because one thing can kind of like it it might evolve into needing something else and then it's identifying and being I think it's all coming back to being intentional is like is yeah is this task that I'm doing is is it helping my business move towards those goals is now the right time for me to be doing this or would this be better placed in another time, another day, whatever else? And how is this going to make me feel by the end of the day? I think if you can just check in on those three questions, if you start realizing that you're working on a task and you're like, why am I doing this? Like those three questions can really help just bring it back to that intention because like, I'm a huge fan of goal setting. I think that you absolutely need to have an idea of where you're going because otherwise like how are you ever gonna how are you ever gonna get to where you want to go if you don't know where that is and how do you measure that right how do you know because everything's an evolution right so how do you know so if you don't define what success means to you then how do you know if you're successful and I think again like relating back to reward and recognition for you actually having those measurements allow you to say well actually bloody hell I've done a really good job I've got to where I am now pat on the back um, and then onto the next thing. And I think that is the progress, right? And that is the evolution. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are two, there are two bits from my personal experience that I'm more than happy to share that I have found really helpful. One has been boundaries. 
like mm. using boundaries to move myself closer to my goal has been really helpful so if my goal for instance is for that week to work less because it doesn't always have to be the big picture like eventually I'd like to work less and more focused like on the stuff that I love doing yeah. so one way that I can start to embody that within my life now is by setting boundaries so that hey okay on this day I'm going to finish work at this time and I mm-hmm. finish work at that time. Mm-hmm. And that for me is kind of, I have achieved something that is for me, that is a measure of success that I want to embody in my everyday in the future. So that has helped. So having those boundaries has been really helpful. Um, and the second thing that I do, which sounds ridiculous and it's not my idea, I've seen this in other places, is I have a jar on my desk and some brightly colored little post-it notes And every time I achieve something that makes me feel good, and that could be as much as, you know, in the last week, I've had multiple calls with people all over the world. And that has been a huge sense of achievement for me Mm -hmm. because it's like my business is now global, which is Mm. exciting. So I write that, write that down on a post-it note with the date and time. And then I pop it in my little jar. So every time I am having that feeling of, I haven't achieved anything because we all have those moments. I haven't achieved Mm. anything. My business is a failure. What am I doing with my life? I may as well just jack it all in and go back to work full time. No, no. You open the jar and you look at all of these things that you have achieved, all of these moments that you're celebrating your success. I love that. It's so important to do. And for me being quite a visual person, it's really fun as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. And I think we've spoken a lot about business goals, but I think particularly as a business owner and just as a general human, focusing on yourself and, you know, self-love and personal development, whatever that means to you, I think is so important. But I think it's even more important as a business owner because you are your biggest asset. So I was on um, a membership club meeting yesterday and that was one of the phrases that was banded around. And I think that is so true because as business owners, you know, generally we are the face of our businesses. And if we don't invest in ourselves and also invest in rest and, you know, trying to eat well and trying to exercise and all of these things that we know that are good for us, actually we can't... um, um, fire on all cylinders and actually that that's then an impact to our business so I think for me I also try and focus on you know um, non-negotiables related to you know exercise a couple of times a week and you know walking and getting fresh air every day and you know having baths and reading because I think actually that is as as important to my business as all of the kind of like business related goals because if I'm not myself and if I'm burnt out then I'm no use to anyone Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I've been through burnout a couple of times, mostly when I was working full time and running the business because I had no sense of boundaries whatsoever. But there are certain things that I do each week that I have carved out that I'm trying to encourage others to do as well. And it's just like finding those. One of the key messages I have in my business is that I want your Mondays to feel like Fridays. Like your yeah. Monday should be one of the favorite days of the week because you're looking forward to starting. Yeah. So every Monday, I don't get to my desk until about half 10, 11 o'clock because I have a morning bubble bath and it is the best. Like it's something nice. I really enjoy. I love looking forward to it. And it just means that I get up on a Monday, start of a new week, going to start my day with a bubble bath, cup of tea. Yeah, lovely. And it just kind of sets you up in that mindset where it's like, this is the reason why I am running my own business. This is what my life, like, this is how it feels when I'm 
in control of the way that I want my business to impact my lifestyle. And I really find that that's helpful. One other tip that I will share is um, I did some time blocking work with Evelyn and Ford, who are a, a VA agency. And they helped me carve out time to read because I love reading, but I don't do it very often. I also don't, didn't take a lunch break very often. So what they've done is... Yeah, I'm bad for that. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Well, one of the tips that they gave me was combine your lunch break with a reading hour. So you can read business-related books, you could read blog articles, you could read anything that's kind of like journals, whatever it is that you're interested in that could help with your business, or it could be fiction if you wanted to. But if you combine that with a lunch break for an hour you're much more likely to stick to it because it's still technically work, but it's also personal development and it's also time for yourself as well. So that's a tippy top tip that I'll include in there for you too. Yeah, that's really good actually. And what I do and I've started to do is about three o'clock, I block out half an hour to take my dog for a walk because I think, you know, you get the afternoon slump by three o'clock. I'm a bit like, oh you know it's dark it's horrible it's winter but actually for me to get out and about and I normally listen to an audiobook or a podcast actually means that I come in and I do a good couple of hours more of work and I'm much more invigorated so it's it, you're right it's and I schedule that in my calendar right and I move meetings around that because otherwise it can be lost and actually that's become a bit of a non-negotiable um because you know fresh air and I, and I find actually on that walk I have so many ideas and I'm like on my phone just like writing ideas and stuff like that because I think actually it's not just doing the work it's thinking about the work which is where you become much more creative and that's where I have some of my ideas and I'm like oh I can do that and I can do that and actually seeing that as working time and seeing that as valuable and not just oh well that's something that I don't need to do actually I think as a business owner is really important I absolutely agree and I think that this kind of touches on a few key areas that we've spoken about already which is you need to adhere your day to your energy levels yes so on Tuesday I was in a proper slump I don't know what it was I couldn't get out of it um I had a few things that had to be moved around and rescheduled so my day kind of started off being a bit off kilter and in the end I finished work at about half past three because I was just like this isn't being conducted like this Mm -hmm. isn't me But because I gave my brain the space it needed, it actually meant that I managed to map out a whole strategy that I've been really struggling with for a long time. But because I'd listened to my body, instead of being sat at my desk, just carrying on, like trying to push through these blockers, it was only a couple of hours of time. It gave me that space. And then it meant that I could actually solve a problem that I've been stuck on for quite a while. Yeah. In a way that felt good. And that's the beauty of us being business owners. You know, we don't have to do the nine to five. If you work like I work best afternoon and evening and I know that. So if I want to be super productive, then, you know, sometimes I'll come, I'll work from like three in the afternoon till midnight. It's not something I make a habit of, but it is something that I know that that's where I can tune in. But also you can do that. That's your choice. Exactly. This is it. And I think that that's really key when we keep bringing this background to it's your version of success. It's like it's your business, it's your world and it's your goals. So however that fits in with your life, do it that way. If that's what feels good and that's what you need to do, then do it that way. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. And I'm the opposite of you, actually. I work much better in the morning. Um, but I find for certain tasks, 
um, actually the afternoon is better. So I try to have any meetings in the morning and any client calls. So in the afternoon, I can work on any bits and pieces. And I find as well, especially with us being in lockdown, moving around the house to different places. I know it sounds stupid, but actually that can really change up your energy. Like quite often I'll sit on the sofa um, doing some bits and pieces um, on an afternoon and actually that feels really good. Um, So I think it's honing in on that kind of stuff. And as well, I'm working, I've got a a free masterclass next Monday and working on um, the slides. I think it was on Sunday night and working on what I'm going to say. I did that in front of a film on the sofa on a Sunday night. And actually that didn't feel like work, but it actually was work. And I think knowing what works well for certain different pieces of work, you know, some things you need to be at your desk, you need a lot of space, you need a lot of paper, like that's fine. But actually knowing other ways in terms of how to do stuff means that you get stuff done, but you're not fighting against a brick wall. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And that's maybe something, that's something that I might try. And maybe, maybe you dear listeners can try it as well is, maybe when you're doing your goal setting and when you're defining your version of success take yourself to a place where you feel kind of that high energy where you really feel comfortable and you really enjoy hanging out like Mm -hmm. like being there because you're going to be writing and planning and visualizing from a place where you're already surrounded by that feeling that you want to kind of just amplify that's a really good tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's wonderful. Yeah. And even like a couple of weeks ago, I was having like, um, I think when, when we spoke before, um, I was feeling a bit coldy and I literally just sat in bed for like three hours and did all of this strategy work. And it was in bed and I was cozy, but I did so much work and I'm literally so focused, didn't even take a break in that three hours. So again, it's like leaning into like, what does your body need and how are you going to get the best out of yourself? And I think don't be afraid to do things again that seem against the norm like I think again there's this perception of work you're sat at a desk and you're typing away and you know that kind of thing but actually like it doesn't need to be like that you know you can be thinking about things when you're on a walk you can be you know sitting on your sofa doing stuff you can be sitting in bed doing things and like that's okay because that's what works for you and as long as it's moving your business forward or even making baby steps. It doesn't need to be this big focus on everything has to be moving forward. As long as you're making steps in the right direction, that's fine. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that that's kind of a brilliant place to to kind of bring this episode round to a roundup because I feel like we could probably carry on talking for a we long time. <laughs> so maybe we'll revisit this again in the future. That would be yeah. um, But before we do wrap everything up, from everything that we've discussed today and from your area of expertise, what is the one key piece of advice that you'd love to share with the listeners when it comes to kind of setting or measuring business success? So I think for me, it would be to get super clear on your life vision. So I think this is something that I work a lot with my clients on. And I think it's something that actually we don't always take our time to go through because I think we're so caught in the rat race of doing things but actually taking a step back being really clear on where do I want to be in 5, 10, 15 years time but more importantly how do I want to be feeling what is my lifestyle like how do I spend my time and once you get clear on that picture that allows everything else to much more easily slot into place and then you can start looking at your goals and have those really targeted and and compare that back to your vision. And as your vision evolves, as you do, um, to make sure that you are making steps in the right direction. And I think it's not 
always and it's and it's actually never going to be like up the ladder it's not like that being a business owner but but leaning into that kind of squiggly career and you know almost like a bit of a game of snakes and ladders that's absolutely fine but just trying to be as focused as possible um I think it's really important and I think for me once I carved out the life that I want to to live and how I wanted to feel things slotted into place yeah, I think that that's excellent advice. And I absolutely mirror everything that you've said there. I would also recommend that when you have your goals and when you've done this work that Emily's recommended, have a look at your business and really objectively look at your business to try and identify the bits that are you and the bits that have been bolted on from all of the rest of the marketing and people and gurus and social mm. media and everything else. Because that's one of the key pieces of work that I do with my clients is like stripping out everyone else's impact on your business that isn't yeah. serving you and just keeping the stuff that works towards the goals and that version of success that we're wanting you to have. So yeah, objectively look at what you have and make sure that it is serving you towards these goals that you want to have. Yeah. And I think asking why to those questions, well, why is this important to me? And I think going through that stage of asking and why and why and why really gets to the core of what you're what you're wanting to do and whether it is you or whether it is other people, because I think that noise, sometimes it's really difficult for understand what is us versus what is everything else that has been drilled into us and conditioned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I can't remember what episode it was. I think it might be episode three. Uh, Hayley Jenkins and I talked about the impact of other people's limiting beliefs on our businesses mm. and that's a really good episode that kind I of that. would be a good follow-on from this because yeah the impact that other people's opinions and societal expectations have can really influence us on both a conscious and subconscious level um, yeah so yeah if you're looking for another episode after this one go and have a look at that um cool that's awesome thank you so much for joining me today Emily and where can the listeners find more about you so I am on Instagram um, at Emily Button Creative and my website is www.emilybuttoncreative.com and then I'm also on LinkedIn. You can just search Emily Button Creative or Emily Button Linham and I look forward to connecting with you. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I feel like this has been a really insightful episode and absolutely, I think this is a conversation that we should continue on another episode. Yes. Um, and if you listeners would like to find out even more about Emily, I'm going to leave all of the links in the show notes below, but be sure to join us back here on Thursday where she'll be sharing her business journey and brand story with us. But until then, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode and hear what your version of success looks like. So come on over to our community on Instagram or Facebook. The links are in the bio. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to support the show. And I will see you in the brand lounge. <laughs>